It was only stuffed in some corner of the Fogler Library at the University of Maine, with the rest of their Stephen King, Richard Bachman stuff. Blaze ended up spending the next thirty years in the dark. Not in an actual trunk, though, in a cardboard carton. And then I published a slim paperback original called The Colorado Kid with an imprint called Hard Case Crime. This line of books, the brainchild of a very smart and very cool fellow named Charles Ardai, was dedicated to reviving old noir and hard-boiled paperback crime novels and publishing new ones. The kid was decidedly soft-boiled, but Charles decided to publish it anyway with one of those great old paperback covers. A dame with trouble in her eyes and ecstasy, presumably in her pants. The whole project was a blast, except for the slow royalty payments. Also a throwback to the bad old paperback days, now that I think of it. About a year later, I thought maybe I'd like to go the hard case route again, possibly with something that had a harder edge. My thoughts turned to Blaze for the first time in years. But trailing along behind came that damn Oscar Wilde quote about the old curiosity shop. The Blaze I remembered wasn't hard-boiled noir, but a three-handkerchief weepy. Still, I decided it wouldn't hurt to look. If that was, the book could even be found. I remembered the carton, and I remembered the squarish typeface my wife Tabitha's old college typewriter, an impossible-to-kill Olivetti portable. But I had no idea what had become of the manuscript that was supposedly inside the carton. For all I knew, it was gone, baby, gone. In my career, I have managed to lose not one, but two pretty good novels in progress. Under the Dome was only fifty pages long at the time it disappeared, but The Cannibals was over two hundred pages at the time it went MIA. No copies of either. That was before computers, and I never used carbons for first drafts. It felt haughty somehow. It wasn't gone. Marcia, one of my two valuable assistants, found it in the Fogler Library. She would not trust me with the original manuscript. I, uh, lose things. But she made a Xerox. I must have been using a next-door-to-dead typewriter ribbon when I composed Blaze, because the copy was barely legible and the notes in the margins were little more than blurs. Still, I sat down with it and began to read, ready to suffer the pangs of embarrassment only one's younger, smart-assier self can provide. But I thought it was pretty good, certainly better than roadwork, which I had at the time considered mainstream American fiction. It just wasn't a noir novel. It was rather a stab at this sort of naturalism with crime that, James M. Cain and Horace McCoy practiced in the 30s. And, of course, it's an homage to Of Mice and Men. Kinda hard to miss that. I thought the flashbacks were actually better than the front story. They reminded me of James T. Farrell's Young Lonigan trilogy and the forgotten but tasty Gashouse McGinty. Sure, it was the three Ps in places, purple, pulsing, and panting, but it had been written by a young man. I was twenty-five, who was convinced he was writing for the ages. I thought Blaze could be rewritten and published without too much embarrassment, but it was probably wrong for hard-case crime. It was, in a sense, not a crime novel at all. I thought it could be a minor tragedy of the underclass, 
if the rewriting was ruthless. To that end, I adopted the flat, dry tones which the best noir fiction seems to have, even using a type font called American Typewriter to remind myself of what I was up to. I worked fast, never looking ahead or back, wanting also to capture the headlong drive of those books. I'm thinking more of Jim Thompson and Richard Stark here than I am of Kane, McCoy, or Farrell. I thought I would do my revisions at the end with a pencil rather than editing in the computer, as is now fashionable. If the book was going to be a throwback, I wanted to play into that rather than shying away from it. I also determined to strip all the sentiment I could from the writing itself. Wanted the finished book to be as stark as an empty house without even a rug on the floor. My mother would have said, I wanted its bare face hanging out. Only the reader will be...